Why do you want to be traded, Anthony? Um, I feel like it's my time. You know, I gave uh, the city, organization, fans, you know, everything I feel like I could. Um, don't know how long I'm going to play this game. People's careers are short. be stopped by sub-zero temperatures. We will not be stopped by 50 below wind chill. Mostly because none of this has anything to do with being outside in the weather. <laughs> I'm Chris. I'm here with Jordan. What's going on, brother? What's going on, all you fans? Uh, yeah, I'm in agreement with that. As long as I'm not outside, I'm all good. Jordan got a taste of the nastiness that we've experienced over the past few days. These uh, frigid Chicago temps. Jordan, yeah. Jordan's uh, employment sees to it that he's outside. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 I think that's the accurate way of saying it. They, they see to it that we uh, experience these, uh, these conditions. Yeah, I, I, I work for the gas company, so kind of no way around it. You know, if people are complaining about the heat going out or pipes freezing, they kind of kind of have us on standby. So, uh, unfortunately, Wednesday, I didn't call off. I could have if I really wanted to, but kind of already used some PTO time. So, I just sucked it up. Didn't really expect to do too much outside, but alas, uh, I got tricked into working for three hours outside. So... Needless to say, I almost froze to death. That is unfortunate. Really unfortunate. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Glad you're here safe. Uh, do you have all your fingers and toes? Uh, they're, they're, they're slowly coming back to, uh, to life. Uh, they're kind of uh, going through a defrosting period right now for the last three days. So, you know, I, I, I would like for everyone to please uh, give a shout out to my fingers. Because they've been through a lot. Shout out to Jordan's fingers and toes for enduring. <laughs> and like, so I have a desk job, roughly. I oh, mean, relatively, you know, an office position. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call it a desk job because I don't. I don't sit at my desk all day. Right, um, right, right, right. <laughs> but I am indoors in an office, and the building that I worked in closed. So we did not have to go. And then the company said they were going to do it anyway. Um, our work is, isn't that necessary. No, we're pushing paper. Sure it is. Oh, oh, please believe it's not. <laughs> it's not. Okay. We are not difference makers. In fact, the sort of company I work for the world might be a better place if they didn't exist. 
I'm actually almost afraid to ask you what you do now. Like, <laughs> not, not necessarily what I do, but I work for an insurance company. Oh boy! Yeah. I didn't want to really let you out. I don't want any stupid questions from people. You know, like, uh, uh, I got this lump on my back. That's not what I do. Not what I do. But, um, I I handle the office services of an insurance company. I manage that. Okay. And so they weren't open, so we didn't go in. And I'm so glad. I'm so happy that we didn't have to go. Because it's it's it was rough out there. Even coming home Tuesday night was bad because Tuesday was the drop. So yeah, right. You know, once two did about four or five hit, you felt it. And so I, <laughs> I like a genius, waited until Tuesday night to go to the grocery store. Oh, no. Uh, I have a friend of mine, a buddy, who uh, posted a Rocky pic as to how he looked when he left out of, out of the grocery store. And I agree. It wasn't quite as ravenous. But when I got to the grocery store, there was no food there. Are you serious? They wrapped I mean, the whole place? There was food, but there was no food. So, <laughs> so everybody took the essentials before you could get there. You just couldn't get in. All you needed was a bottle of water. <laughs> so they have an app. So you can, you can set your grocery list on the app. So I set yeah. my grocery on the app and then I get to the store it's like I'm, I'm gonna give me some pork chops and, and they got the cereal on sale and this and that and this and that and the third right get there and everything on my list is gone then everything on my mental list was gone so I just had to grab some uh, chicken tenderloins and some um, mashed potatoes and keep it moving had to keep hey. it moving so, nothing wrong with a little chicken and mash nothing wrong with it Got a little rice yesterday too with my chicken. Okay, but, uh, took it up the past couple of days. It it felt pretty good because I know what I'm doing in the kitchen. But that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> I see you. So I, I go I go into the grocery store and everything's gone. It's just bang, right? It's nothing in there. As people coming in and they're looking just as lost as I am. People with no plan. Yeah. Now. I live in a very, very diverse area, so there's all black, white, Mexican. So some Mexicans were in there. And, you know, I love my Mexican brothers and sisters, and, and they they do a little better job of making something out of nothing. Like, I saw full carts from them. And I'm looking around like, I, I can't do that. I don't, I don't want any of the things that you have. <laughs> okay. So the, the things that I'm looking for, they're all gone, man. All gone. Even like coffee creamers and stuff. Like people were really planning to not leave for the rest of the week. And uh, I suffered because I waited too long. And don't feel bad, man. It happens sometimes. Just just uh, be glad you got to that chicken and mash. That's an essential part of a, of a good meal. Chicken and mash will last you a few days. So, you know, you're all good. Yeah, yeah. It, we, we took care of it. I, I may be, I'm definitely going out. Tomorrow, which is Friday, um, the office is open back up. I may even run out to gas up the car tonight because we are no longer officially sub-zero. 
You're now yeah. in rough six. <laughs> so. Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> Let me go get some of this six degrees. One mistake I may have made, but I, you know, you check the internet for stuff. I have not started my car over the past two days. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't yep. going outside. <laughs> Sorry. I wasn't. I mean, if the car doesn't start, at least I know by tomorrow. Yeah, I didn't start it. But I looked online and it says it, your car doesn't even warm up until you drive it anyway. And I had nowhere to go. So, maybe. Man, you should have you drove that punk around the parking lot or something just to, just to get it moving or something. Show it a little love. Uh, it's been betraying me too. Nah. Um, <laughs> so we're going to test that out tonight while it's not so cold. And oddly enough, all my uh, Midwest residents, the Chicagoland area is going to see 54 on Monday. Yeah, I I, I don't get I don't get this, man. You go from record weather for the last 20, 25 years. And now it goes all the way up to, to 40s and 50s this week. And like like. This is insane. I thought last night, I thought I heard my window crack on its own. Like, I opened the blinds, and I think the heat from whatever was on the other side of the blinds made the window crack. That sounds about right. It was it was that cold. It was that cold. I, I, I'm sorry, I wasn't going out. And another thing, just to throw this out there, I mean, we may have this again. This is the first time we've had weather like this in 30, 40 years. But, yeah. you know, we may have it again soon. Who knows? The world is changing. The world is changing. Even the positioning of the axis or whatever, apparently. But can we stop with the whole boiling water and throwing it outside? I saw that? a few videos of that. That actually was kind of cool. I, th- I guess I've never paid attention to it. In the past, the that was actually kind of cool. The first time it's cool. <laughs> the give it a second rest. through 38th time, I started to get a little worried. I'm like, first of all, you're boiling water, and you're walking with this hot boiling water in a full pot to your front door. So you're already risking second-degree burns there. Then you're going to go outside. And are you bundling up while your water's boiling? Who knows? So then you're going to go outside and throw the water in the air for a few seconds to run back in the house. Do you, does that make you feel better about yourself? <laughs> hey, man, some people want to have fun, man. Let them, let them do their little science experiment. What's fun about that? I don't What's know. Fun? What's fun about being out in wind chill 45 below throwing water? Brother, I, hey, all I know is they got a chance to stay at home and I didn't. So I'm pretty sure they're happy that they were able to do something. Did you have fun oh, while you were out there? Uh, absolutely not. No, almost died. Okay, so back to my question. What's <laughs> fun about going outside in below 45 45 below, throwing a pot of water. I'll hang up and uh, wait for my answer. It was it was temporary. 
They got to go back inside right away. That was my point. But you've already let the Hulk in. So now it's going to take another 25 minutes for you to heat your house back up to the comfortable 74 where it should be. Oh, my goodness. Also, also there's this. Can we also stop posting on social media warmer places? I mean, what what is what does that do? Wishful thinking. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty much what it is. I'm sorry. I was just I don't know. This weather must have made me angry. Well, I would hope it would. Cabin it fever. Would. Cabin fever. I think that's what it uh, is. All I can say is when I'm wishing for the day that it's only six degrees outside, there's something wrong. I'm telling you, fret not, man. Saturday, it's going to be 38. Super Bowl Sunday, 45. Yeah, there's a conspiracy going on. All of a sudden, the weather's all good for Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady is behind all of this. We're indoors in New Orleans. I don't care. Or Atlanta. I'm sorry. Atlanta. I apologize. <laughs> I connected New Orleans in the Super Bowl. My bad. Oh, you're not right. You're not right. I understand New Orleans pain not going to the Super Bowl. But let's be honest. There were other penalties that weren't called. Oh, stop it. Don't you start with this. That was a pivotal one. Because of the timing. Who's to say that a penalty in the first quarter of the same sort didn't change the complexion of a football game? I understand what you're saying. All I can say is that was blatantly obvious and it it, it didn't help out the situation one bit. It was just too obvious. You know how you have those things that are kind of like, okay, I'll let this pass because it wasn't, you know, that big of a deal. That should not have even gotten a second, like, guess as to being called a penalty. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. It was clearly three different penalties. What was it? Uh, illegal contact, pass interference, and the blow to the head. It was terrible. Yeah. And also the Chiefs got jobbed a bit, even though they jobbed themselves. See, in both games, the teams that lost, the the penalties that were or were not called, yes, if if called properly, the opposing team wins both those games. But guess what? There were plays after that. There were plays after that where you still had the opportunity to win. Drew Brees does not have to throw that interception. Okay. The Chiefs, well. defense, the Chiefs defense does not have to have Moses as defensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, there's still opportunities. And what happens is the championship level teams capitalize on those opportunities. You mean the cheaters? So the Rams are cheaters too? I ain't got no beef with the Rams. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, hey, you got to call it both ways. Because the Rams oh. game was far more blatant. 
Whatever. You got to stop with the Patriots hate, man. No, I will not. I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I, there's something in me. Like I told you with Kobe, like it took me a long time to respect his greatness. But then I was kind of just forced into just realizing, okay, this guy's just a monster. He's one of the best. He's a goat. I'm not doing that with Tom Brady. I'm not doing that with with Belichick. I'm not doing that with the Patriots. Because they have a laundry list of questionable things that they've done. None of it's been proven, but it's almost like you know they've done something to get their way to the top. And this year is no different. All of those those blown calls, or even the time when they that the, the, they did get calls going their way, like all of the 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 instant replays on quote unquote drop balls or or, or catches that should have been reversed and and been called a drop ball, or even a guy who didn't uh, uh, grab Brady's helmet but got called for a face mask. Get out of here. There were only two. Missed penalties. Oh, in that game. No, mm. dude. I mean, you're you're talking to somebody who was rooting strongly for the Chiefs because you know I I, I happen to like Pat Mahomes. <sighs> and yet, and still, the Patriots <laughs> did Patriot things. You just had to throw off. that in there. Every week we're dealing with this. We wrote them off again, and they proved us wrong again. They are not ready to go into that good night. Don't you <laughs> don't start giving that stupid speech. <laughs> that 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 Independence Day speech. Where's Bill Pullman? I don't know. Somewhere <laughs> far away. But- Probably in a nice climate. And we know what's going to happen Sunday. Patriots are going to win, aren't they? I'm not saying yes to any of that. Let's go Rams. Let's go Rams. Would be nice to see. But you know what? The Rams winning, you know what that would do to me inside? What would that do to you? That would hurt me more. See, everybody's so anti-Patriots. The Rams winning the Super Bowl would hurt me far more than the Patriots winning. I don't see why. Because it could have been the Bears. It should have been the Bears. Cody stinking Parky. You know what? I've become so numb to that, and maybe it's just because of the weather that I actually forgot about that for a second. Thanks a lot, Chris. Not only you now am I thinking numb. about the, the cold weather that I just endured Wednesday, but now you've you've brought back to the front of my brain one Cody Parkey. Thank you. You know Cody Parkey made this year more money uh, than you ever make in your life. What what are you doing right now? What are you doing? What are you doing to me? More money than you will ever make in your life, Cody Park. Thanks a lot, Chris. You 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 warm my heart. So we talked about the New Orleans Saints, right? Okay, predictions for the Super Bowl. Can you for, take your for one, hot, for one hot second? I could have sworn you said boiling saints. So that just gave me goosebumps too. 
we may get to that too. But your predictions for the your predictions for the Super Bowl. Try to take emotion out of this, Jordan. Okay, I will try. Try to use your left brain here. <laughs> it's non-existent. Sorry. Go ahead. So, who do you see winning the Super Bowl? I see the Rams winning the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Did you want my analysis on the game? <laughs> I mean, at least the score or something. Oh, okay. Rams 34. Let's see. Patriots 28. Okay. I can see that. Um, For me, I see... Patriots 26. Oh, boy. Rams 19. 19 points. Wow. Okay. Hopefully Todd Gurley and TJ Anderson have something to say about that. You know what's funny is I'm, I'm actually kind of... What's that? Or CJ. Yeah, what, what did I say? You said TJ Anderson. No, I said C.J. Anderson. Maybe, uh-huh. maybe. Well, we know who he is. <laughs> the big guy behind Todd Gurley that uh, thunders for yards. Is it me? Is is it the Rams uniform, or did C.J. Anderson get really fat? Oh, no. C.J. Anderson was plump in Denver. He started eating a lot of Bronco burgers, like, years ago. Okay, so it's just the Rams uniform that makes him look huger. Yes. Uh, you know, white makes you kind of look bigger. So, you know, he had more white in the Rams uniform than in the Denver uniform. Maybe something with that Denver air, too, kind of took a few pounds off. But, uh, yeah, that man's a cheeseburger on on on, uh, on fumes or something because he he still got it. He just he just a little bit more weight. <laughs> I just imagine the Hamburglar mobile riding down the <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, that dude's a big guy. He's a big guy. Okay. But yeah, those are our predictions. I'm not gonna get too deep into it because uh Jordan hates the Patriots. And By he the already way, I, I, I I I do wanna say the uh the, the, the Super Bowl commercials I'm not looking forward to either. Oh, yeah, which reminds me, Jordan was on MVP last week, the Magnificent Vibes podcast. Shout out. Quite quite the guest appearance from Jordan. Hey, man, I had to give some love to you as well, man. They uh, they, they said you are the originator of the whole podcast movement. And, uh, of course, they know you as the podfather as well. Got your, got your, 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 your secret identity uh, going around a little bit more. So everybody who's listening, you know, continue to call uh, this man here the podfather. He certainly is a, a, a person who you cannot refuse. You cannot refuse to not listen to the legendary Stay Us podcast. I do agree with the Stay Ice podcast being an offer you shouldn't refuse. But, hey, your appearance on MVP was far better than mine. 
Only because of the quality of the the, the 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 sound. That that that. Come on now. Come on. Hey, that makes a, that makes a difference, man. And then, you know, you you were very insightful. You and and Rod, you all uh, share a hatred for the Patriots. <laughs> I didn't realize he was that hatred. He had that much hatred. I think it's worse he- than mine. Rodney, you need to stop this, dude. Stop with the you're not watching the Super Bowl because it's the Patriots. Stop. stop. <laughs> I'm pretty Let sure he go. wants to prove you wrong. <laughs> Let it go and enjoy the Super Bowl. You cannot have that much vested hatred in the Patriots. And neither can you, Jordan. It, it can't be that strong. There's so huh. many other teams that should be there in that void of... of of hatred. The Packers are there. You got the Vikings. You got the Patriots. Come on, man. Well, I, I, I don't have hatred for the Vikings or the Packers this year because the Bears dismantled them. They're the reason why they both were out of the playoffs. So I can't really have a, an, an, an immediate hatred for them more than I do for the Patriots because they always seem to find their way back to the top. This whole year, the Patriots sucked, and then they just crawled back into everybody's mind. The whole year. Oh well, whatever, man. Oh, God, I hate Tom Brady. <laughs> That's goat right there. Oh, that goat milk. And uh, that Roby dude, the one who is fortunate that he wasn't. Shot before he left New Orleans. You know, I don't wish anyone to die. With <laughs> just the first word. Yes, he's waiting for. He's talking trash to Brady. I think he just woke up a sleeping giant. We said we weren't going to get into any, any analysis, but I do want to make this point. Do you yeah. know, Tom Brady hasn't been sacked in the playoffs. <sighs> okay, he hasn't been sacked. And not just that. It's not because he's throwing these dying flutter balls that he was throwing throughout the season to the point where we started to say, okay, it, it's time to hang up the cleats, Tom. Every pass looks good. It's, it's almost like they hit a switch. Yeah, it's called the cheat button. How is he cheating throwing a better football? Because they're deflated, Okay. They were on to something years ago, and they just let it go. The balls have cameras in them. They have little chips in them so that they can automatically go wherever Tom Brady wants them. I'm going to get down to the bottom of this. You watch. In a couple of years, it's going to be found out. It's going to be a 30 for 30, and it's going to be Brady and Belichick, the evil geniuses that got away with murder. The goat. Oh, you, you know what? You, you just you just mess with me. It's okay. Sorry. I'm not. I, I fully believe that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. Due to Belichick. Call it what you want. <sighs> greatest quarterback oh. of all time. Okay. Not the greatest football player, but the greatest quarterback. You know what? This is actually making me want to talk about something that I never, ever want to talk about, which is the Bulls. Like, you're you're killing my vibe. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. So we talked about New Orleans. So in in the course of two 
weeks. New Orleans is having a terrible January. In the course of two weeks, New Orleans has been quote-unquote cheated out of a Super Bowl appearance and had their franchise basketball player request a trade. Yeah. Now, you know the way you feel about the Patriots? Absolutely. That's how I feel about LeBron James's if you can see my my quotation fingers, camp. <laughs> this is yeah. clearly clearly a well architected. It's not even that that well architected. It's it's a put together plan from LeBron James and his crew to get Anthony Davis to L.A. Of course. Of course, we already saw that happening. We saw the writing on the wall, even when they were "quote unquote" tampering. It's okay. Take the fine and keep it moving. He's you. We, we all know where he's going. But the New Orleans Pelicans are calling the bluff. Now, here's the deal: Anthony Davis requested a trade, and he said, uh, "Well, according to his agent, is saying that he won't sign an extension anywhere except." L.A., the Lakers. <laughs> so Boston's trying to get something done because the Pelicans are like, how about this? We're not trading you to L.A. And they're going to keep moving the goalposts. So it started off, any trade had to begin with a first-round pick, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Zubats, and... Somebody else that probably threw Caldwell Pope to match money, which will be no problem because guess who Caldwell Pope's agent is? Who's Rich. that? Well, Rich Paul. There you go. Ron, just like Anthony Davis, can take his Caldwell Pope. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So. But Danny Ainge is saying, hey, hold up. Wait till uh, Kyrie's contract comes off the books and uh, we'll make a bid for old AD. Just don't uh, don't put him anywhere yet. <laughs> don't make any sudden moves. <laughs> yeah, I think they're, they they, they kind of shot themselves in the foot. You held on to your assets a little bit too long. You sat them on, an, on, on them a little bit too long. I don't think that's going to happen, that they're going to just kind of wait. And- they can never get AD and Kyrie together anyway because they're both on the Rose deal and yeah, two of those guys. That's right. Shout out to my boy D-Rose. <laughs> it's not the time for that, Jordan. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, oh, I'm, I'm already mad about something, but yeah, go ahead. It bothered me a little bit, but I understand what you're mad about. We'll get to that too. So, after all of this, when you look at it on the surface, because the Celtics are handcuffed and they can clearly give you the best deal of anyone out there. You just have to wait till the end of the season. Now they're trying to say, hey, uh, AD's camp is trying to put, put it out there. You know, we got to we got to get this moving. You know, we got to you know, you want this deal done before the trade deadline, don't you? Right. And New Orleans is like, no, no, we're good. We we can wait. We'll wait. And uh, we'll, we'll move him to Boston. <laughs> yeah. It'll be their problem. 
So the thing with that is he probably won't resign with Boston. It'll affect his trade value somewhat. But Boston's going to think, hey, we can hold on to him. And right. they'll try to wait out LeBron. Because LeBron's getting impatient. Because LeBron needs finished products. Apparently. LeBron needs finished products to win. In Cleveland, you can... And and people talk about Cleveland all you want. When LeBron went to Cleveland, he traded for an all-NBA power forward and had an all-NBA guard there already. Finished products. And then that's what he beat Golden State with and supposedly, you know, it, you know, he's he's great because he did it all by himself. Yeah, sure he did. Now he gets to L.A. So here here's the thing that gets me to. LeBron fans will tell you that the L.A. Lakers are not talented. They don't have anybody. They don't have anything. Mm. Yet, yet, they have enough talent on their roster to get Anthony Davis in a trade? Which is it? Which it's whatever is? LeBron wants it to be. That's what it is. And yeah, he's so you can you're getting frustrated. He's getting frustrated. And I'm I've been accused of being pro franchise, and at times I am. I don't mind the NBA player coming out saying they want to trade. I don't mind that, especially if your team isn't winning, your franchise is terrible, and they're not doing anything to put anything around you. I won't necessarily say that about New Orleans because New Orleans is, they are who they are. They can't really put together a team around him. I think they've done a decent job putting a team together out there, but it's it's only so much you can do. It's only so much you can do. They didn't want to resign, but he had a near max deal coming off an Achilles. So Boogie went to Golden State on a discount. He wanted to go to a team that could win. That's the only way he would give a discount. If you weren't, if you weren't an immediate title contender, he said it himself. If you weren't an immediate title contender, he wanted a max or near max deal. New Orleans said, I don't think so. We don't know what you're going to be. So Boogie left. What did you expect? I don't, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I don't blame New Orleans at all. It's just you're a victim of not being L.A. You're a victim of not being in LeBron's agenda. I mean, hey. Whatever, man. Whatever. <sighs> I, don't like, I don't like the kicking and, and the, the whining of grown men for them to get their way, whether it be, whether it be owners or players. I don't like it. Well, Hey, this, this is the watered down version of the NBA. Now this is what you get is exactly what I, I, I did not. Uh, this is what I don't like about the league now. And then to call this person, one of the greatest players ever. Yes, he still is, but he is not Michael Jordan. He is not even Kobe. When it comes to the just the track record, because the more and more the league has changed, the more and more you're starting to see LeBron always needing help, trying to get all these people all over the place to come play with him. 
I, I just I don't respect it as much as 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 I as I used to, or at least when it first started. It's 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 happening a little bit too much for me. You know, that's just my opinion. But uh, hey, Golden State is still there, so I, I don't see him uh, that that really making a difference. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't think a LeBron, AD, and Trash beats Golden State. Yeah. Because here's another thing that people underestimate. Anthony Davis, all-world NBA player, he's he's far better than Chris Bosh ever was. But how would his style of play fit with LeBron? Would he be relegated to being a spot-up shooter? You know, what Chris Bosh and Kevin Love had to be. Because if you recall... The types of numbers outside of the outside of the defensive statistics, looking strictly offensively, the types of numbers that AD puts up are very yeah. similar to Kevin Love, Chris Bosh numbers. Yeah, yeah, and scoring in similar spots. So, where are you going to go? Yeah, it, you you. I mean, it's it's kind of already documented. When you get with a team that's ran by LeBron or just on the same team as him, you're you're going to have to take your game. You're gonna have to change it. You can't be what you were. You can't be the focal point. You're gonna have to fit into a a square. You know, you can't branch out and be uber talented and uh, you know have all these great games you're, you're gonna have to take a back seat and play a role even as a superstar because oddly enough you know if 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 let's just say anthony davis okay he comes to the lakers and he's the one that gets to do all the stat padding and everything how do you think that's going to affect lebron's numbers i don't know man it's this is all kind of tiring. It, it's the same old story every time he goes to a team. And yeah. he comes out and says, oh, I'm, I'm willing to wait and, and sit back while these players adjust and learn the game. And, you know, I want to be a mentor. No, you're not. How, how quickly it changed. He probably is like, these fools don't know what they're doing. They're, all, they're a young basketball team. Well, you, you didn't look. This is all part of the plan to begin with. Yeah. Oh, oh, and by the way, by the way, they want Luke Walton fired too. Yeah, that that's been going on for a while. I mean, LeBron, he has carte blanche to do whatever he wants. I think Luke Walton is actually a very decent young coach. Uh so I, I don't see the reason why that needed to happen or that needs to happen. But like uh like you said, when LeBron's ha- uh mad. Things need to change. When he's happy, things go go well for for his time wherever he is. So I I I, I think that Luke Walton should should stay put. I think he's a very decent young coach, but that may not happen. He wreaks havoc wherever he goes. As good as he is, and as as far as he can take you. You have to ask yourself, at the age of 33, 34, is it worth it? Yeah. He wreaks havoc wherever he goes because now he changes the whole course of your franchise 
to where you have to build specifically for him with specific pieces. And then when he he's gone and he blows you off, he's gone. What are you left with? And maybe that's why the Lakers want Anthony Davis too, so that when it's all over there, when LeBron leaves to go sign with whoever his son gets drafted by, that they'll have Anthony Davis, maybe. But at that point, what is Anthony Davis going to do for you? So it's something to seriously, seriously think about. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to do anything at that point. You're right. Yeah. But that's only pending, you know, the the end of the the Golden Dynasty out there in the Bay Area. I've also heard people try to throw the bulls into this little equation with Anthony Davis. Can we stop that right now? <laughs> Can we stop that right now? Who are you? Wh- what are you sending for Anthony Davis? What? Chris Dunn's stock is plummeting like a rock. Now, right <laughs> In the fledgling stages of the Legendary Stayouts podcast, before, quite honestly, before we were legendary, I recall mentioning that Chris Dunn, I see him long-term as a third guard on the bench. Wow, really? Oh, yeah, I said that. Or maybe I was guest spotting on, on another show, but I know I said it on Airwaves. Okay. Third guard. And now what are people what are people saying he is? A third guard. I I I I put it like this. When he was under the tutelage of Fred Hoyberg, you could see some of the talent come out. You could see him making progress last year. Even though the team was doing bad, he was still doing what he 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 could do. He closed out games at times. He had the dog mentality. The defense was always there. He, he uh, really worked well with Larry Markkinen at times when uh, Zach Levine wasn't on the floor, uh, which I personally think, as much as I like Zach Levine's ability, I think that he may be the cancer that doesn't really allow this young core to jail. So maybe he gets put up for trade, and then you kind of see where you can go from there. Uh, Chris Dunn doesn't seem to be thriving under Jim Boylan. Nobody seems to be thriving under Jim Boylan for that matter because Laurie Markkinen seems to have taken a step back uh, despite his talent. Uh, I, I just think that that system, the way Jim Boylan is running that team, is just – it's not good. It's its messing up the talent and the development of these, the, these core players. You're not a fan of the uh, 90s Knicks playbook? Uh, not not for the 2019 Bulls, no. For the Knicks, then uh, back in the 90s, sure. I loved watching that type of basketball. This brand of basketball is not for this generation. It's not for this time period. You got to keep up with the time period. My thing is, when you look at the teams who win, you 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 blueprint what they do. You see what Golden State is doing. Golden State is 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 obviously a team stacked with talent, stacked with elite talent, Hall of Fame talent, but you still blueprint what they did. Fred Hoiberg was closer to doing that 
than Jim Boylan. Jim Boylan is trying to be like Greg Popovich in the Spurs of the of the early 2000s when that even that brand of basketball, that style is not necessarily going to get you to the top. Not not any knock against Popovich, but it, it's just not. You got to keep up with the times. And Jim Boylan is taking us back to the Stone Age. I'll say this too. Jim Boylan is terrible. Now, I'm going to admittedly say I haven't watched many games since he's taken over because I value my time. Absolutely. Not mad at you. But what I've seen, Jim Boylan is awful. And then the things he says, he, he went on some radio stations and his post-game interviews. He's, he's awful. He's, he's not an NBA head coach. There's a part of me that's skeptical that he is playing a role until the talent gets better and then he's going to completely change up. There's a part of me that feels that way. It's just the skeptic in me. But all in all, he's awful. But here's the thing, too. All of this isn't Jim Boylan's fault. Because Bulls fans, you know, you get a, a section of Bulls fans that are blaming Boylan for everything. You know, Blake and he goes out and goes one for 50, and then that's Jim Boylan's fault. Or, I mean, it's he bears a lot of the blame. But the yeah. Bulls were bad with or without this dude. The only thing now is they're bad and players aren't really developing. But I can't blame every single thing on Boylan. Because now what it's, what's happening is Zach Levine is the only person really speaking out against Boylan. He's not doing it overtly per se, but he's, he's throwing some shots. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not going to completely jump in Zach's camp and, and be anti-Boylan through all of this. Zach is doing some things wrong, too. This whole situation is a mess. Yeah. From top to bottom, players included. The players cannot be absolved of this situation. Boylan is coaching them badly. He's coaching them old school basketball, uh, 90s outdated, because he doesn't want to get run out of the gym, and yet and still he's getting run out of the gym. Hoiberg came in and didn't value defense at all because he was told he didn't have to, by the way. He didn't value defense at all. And he wanted to run and be up-tempo and make quick decisions, and they got ran out of the gym. This just isn't an elite team. The, The talent level isn't there. Not just that. There's always an injury. Always an injury. I think... And I'm, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a trainer, I'm not a therapist or anything. I'm just a guy who watches basketball and notices injuries. Why is it that nothing has changed about the training staff over the past few years when there's been injury after injury after injury after injury? Well, we already know what that's about, bro. Like, th- this team is ran by... Loyalists, like they 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 have this buddy buddy, good guys club, good boys club, and and honestly, the name of the game is money. They the Reinsdorf don't care nothing about letting these guys go. He doesn't care about the Bulls winning like that. As long as stadiums are are being filled with 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 butts and seats, they don't care anything about changing the culture like that. Of course, they're going to outwardly say, "Hey, we want to get better," but if fans don't revolt. And 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 they aren't they're they're, they're still uh, uh, packed stadiums and attendance records and you're at the top of the list in attendance still in the league and yet the team sucks man 
nothing's going to change. I know. I know. But I mean, it's it's just, it's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. It's, it's, it's depressing. Just like this weather. It's depressing. Yeah. Let's get off the Bulls. Talk about some other NBA stuff. And, and again, the AD thing, man, you know, I've heard people say, you know, he's going to L.A. for the brand. Expanding your brand is no longer location based anymore. The, yeah. the world is the world is as small as it's ever been. You can you can play in Houston. You can play in Utah. Well, maybe not Utah. You can play in Houston or, or you can play for Brooklyn and you can expand your brand just the same. All you have yeah. to do is win games. That's all yep. you have to do, and it'll you'll be out there. Now, some players have clauses in their contracts to where they have to go to a big city. Because I remember Derek had a clause in his contract. If he played in certain cities, he would get get bumps. But most of those are reserved to, like, endorsement deals. So, you know, you may have that out there. But you can expand your brand by playing well, dominating the game of basketball, and winning. Can't tell me people out there who don't know who Anthony Davis is. Right. If you watch basketball. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 a matter of time before certain players. Um, I mean, there are there are markets where you'll be drowned out a little bit. Like I can honestly say Giannis could probably use a bigger market. Donovan Mitchell, somebody like that. But we're talking about like really low markets. But you know, Half of the NBA is in a marketable situation as far as where players play. But let's talk about the All-Stars. And I know you were upset that uh, hometown Derrick Rose got snubbed. But I'm looking at that list, and who do you take out to put Derrick in? You don't take anybody out. I think I was just a little irritated with the fact that he was voted. Uh, He had so many votes, so many fan votes, and... uh, I think it's more so recognition of just, man, hey, this guy has done so much to bring his game to where it is. He's done so much to come back from injury. He's done so much to kind of just crowd out the noise and the critics and the harsh uh, 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 things that are said about him. Yeah, Derrick Rose isn't perfect. He doesn't know how to usually uh, – he, he he wasn't always good at, at you know, the media and, and – and, PR, but man, the way he was playing this year, I, I, I would say, I guess, if the Minnesota Timberwolves were a little bit over 500, maybe there would be a little bit more recognition from the coaches and uh, media. But to get that many votes and to get snubbed, in my opinion, like that, which he wasn't the only one, Luca, too, I think, was snubbed. But uh, no, you don't take anybody off that list. Not even uh, Dame Lillard. I think Dame Lillard is having a very good, get, very good year. Uh, Jokic is having a very good year, so now nah, you don't you don't take the guys that are on the list off. I just want to recognize Derek, um, outside of just being biased, that he he is having a very good year, and and statistically probably one of the best years of his actual career, minus the athleticism. Like he's doing very good all the way around, averaging about twenty points off the bench. Uh, so, so it was it was a little irritating to at least see him not get put in the game as a reserve. 
Yeah, I mean, I was a little irritated, but I mean, it, it is what it is. You have a number of players there who are deserving. You know, so, it's what it is. It's what it is. So, looking at the All-Star Reserves, I know Victor Oladipo got voted in. Do you? Uh, who do you see replacing him? Uh, hmm. So here's your East. You got Bradley Bill, Blake Griffin, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, Victor Oladipo, Ben Simmons, and Nikola Vucevic. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait one second. Maybe I look past this guy. Chris Middleton is an All Star reserve. Oh, absolutely. Have I not? Maybe I've been watching Bucks games and I'm hearing all this Giannis love, but wow. Okay. So, Vic, all the deep obviously isn't playing. He's done. Gruesome injury. All the best to, to VO, Victor Oladipo. But who do you see replacing him? Well, uh, hmm, I'm thinking uh, Angelo. Okay, yeah, I was I was actually going to be crazy and say Zach Levine, but yeah, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> D'Angelo, the Brooklyn Nets are actually having a very good year. D'Angelo Russell is doing very good, so yeah, I wouldn't see a problem with that. I, I wouldn't be 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 mad about that. Have you seen JJ Reddick's numbers this year? I have not. I have not. I've. I'll be honest with you. As much as I love basketball, I've kind of taken a, a a hibernation from really doing a lot of digging around the league outside of Chicago, just because the Bulls really, really are are, are just putrid right now. So I, I really don't do my my due diligence and look into the 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 deep deep numbers of other teams. So yeah, JJ Redick may be having the best year of his life. So. There's a uh, side side chance he he gets the call. Now in the West you got Lamarcus Aldridge, Anthony Davis, Kola Jokic, Dame Lillard, Clay Thompson, Cat Carl Anthony Towns, and Russ Westbrook. I don't see where you move anybody there. Uh no no I don't I don't I don't have a problem with that list either. They did a good job. They did a good job of, of really, you know, being honest about it. However, I, I wouldn't call uh, LeBron James the captain. I'm sorry. That's just that's just name recognition, in my opinion. I wouldn't call him the captain. Well, I mean, he just got he got the most votes. Um, so it should be an interesting All Star game. I don't know who gets the first pick in, in their draft. They're supposed to televise it this year. So I don't I don't know who's gonna get the first pick there. Well, it'll probably be LeBron and Kyrie showing brotherly love. Or does LeBron take Anthony Davis first? Oh, whoop de doo. Little little conspiracy, little little <laughs> stern of the pot. We already know he's going there. Like, that's not a surprise anymore to me. 
Oh, well. But it did add some excitement last year. It was a little more competitive. Uh, you saw, especially late in the game, you saw the competition pick up. Probably the best All-Star game in a while. Uh, some people still were turned off. It didn't win them back. But it was still, in my opinion, the best All-Star game in a while. It didn't turn into a glorified dunk contest or a three-point shootout. You had your moments where guys showed out, but uh, that fourth quarter, things got serious and guys played to win. But yeah, yeah it, it is unfortunate that uh, we don't get to see old Derek back in there, but uh, as a guard in the West, man, that is a tough haul to get into the All-Star game. I agree. I mean, it, it, it is tough. I, 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 like I said, I don't have a problem with any of the selections. It's just, you know, the, some of it's bias and some of it's just just respect and recognizing what it took to get to this point for for him. So, you know, there, there might not be a, a, a better chance, I'll put it like that, a closer or a better chance for him to get back to an all-star game than to do what he did or is doing this year. You know, unless he gets traded to a team where he can finally start and then stay healthy, which East. is why I don't. Yeah, which is why again I don't I don't knock him maybe making a, a a trip back home you know in my personal preference but you know it is what it is. Yeah, he'd have to be in the East. It's it's too difficult in the West. I mean because you're still like if you look in the West, right? Let's look at the guards who didn't make it. You still have, I mean, Luca's listed as a forward, right? So, I mean, still, you have no Luca, and anybody gets hurt on this West roster, Luca's my next pick. But you still yeah. have no Luka. There's no DeMar DeRozan. There's no Jamal Murray. I mean, goodness. The West is packed with talent. No Donovan Mitchell. It's, it's, that's a lot to overcome, man. Yeah, I agree. Like Derek, you could go with another four or five players before you even got to Derek, who's having an all-star caliber season. You go another four or five players before you even get to Derek, and you wouldn't have an issue with it. I agree. I agree. It's, it's not really uh, not really an argument with me here with, with that that line of reasoning. It's just more so of a personal feeling and a personal respect to him. But uh, yeah, not not really a bad selection of talent that that got you know the 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 chance to go to the to the All Star game. Now the East, on the other hand, is uh, but hey, that's why they're shuffling the deck here, mixing it up. But uh, props to Chris Middleton, man. I think I think he deserved a couple nods. Before a borderline, maybe, but he deserves it, man. He's put in a lot of work and made himself what he is as a basketball player. Yeah. Well, let's talk some hot stove baseball real quick, because I know something interested you, and it interested me too. The question still remains: Why haven't Manny and Bryce signed yet? And. This is as a White Sox fan, this concerns me a bit. 
Yeah, it, it's it's a little it's a little questionable. Uh, as much as in in of course your 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 beloved White Sox, they they seem to be in a very very good position to do what it is that they need to do. They got the family members, they got the money, they got all that the cap space to really take care of business, and it would have seemed that that would have been taken care of by now. But for some reason, both of these guys. Uh, I don't know if they're playing cat and mouse. One is trying to wait for the other one, so they yes. they don't get snubbed with money. I, I I don't know what's going on. I kind of I have I have a feeling. So remember, this decision for both of them was supposed to come early January. We're going into February. Scott yeah. Boris. Scott Boris represents both of these athletes. First, you you have one is waiting for the other one for the shoe to drop so they can set the market. Now, for a while, players were waiting for them to set the market before they signed, but but they decided forget that I'm going to go sign. I think uh, after those two, AJ Pollock was the next in line, and he just went to the Dodgers. So, you know, everybody's like, we're not waiting anymore. Yeah. Other teams have popped up. I think the Padres signed somebody. I can't remember who exactly they signed. They signed a guy, and now they feel like they can compete next year. So now they're going for potentially Manny and Bryce. But remember, this is Scott Boris. I think Scott Boris is leaking some of this information, too, because that White Sox offer that came out, the seven years, $175 million, was nowhere near the 30 that everybody was saying Manny and Bryce were going to get. And that seems to be the best offer on the table still. Otherwise, you would have heard about other offers. So that seems to still be the best offer. Now, that's only like 24, $25 million. Right? They want 30 per on average. So you're still talking about $35 million more at the least on seven years. So I think that Boris is trying to hold out for more. He's sending out misinformation and, and, and counterplays and things like that, misdirection to maybe try to push this price up. But I think it still stands that that White Sox offer might be the best, and he's going to have to sign somewhere real soon because spring training starts in, what, three weeks? Yeah, yeah, it does. So, gotta, we got to get something. Got to get something from these guys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I think that Boris is, is really trying to set the market here. Um, trying to get as much as he can for his clients. He's known to be a shark. And he's going to utilize social media and other avenues to try to uh, leak the proper information so that, you know, you can drive the price up a bit. I mean, it makes sense as an as a, as a agent. It, 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 it's smart business. Yeah. But I need this to be over, man. I'm tired of checking yes, Twitter. It, 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 
it's dragging. Uh, and and of course, I already know my team is not a, not in it, so it, it's really dragging for me because I'm like, dude, just get this over with. And and the funny thing is, I heard that uh, <laughs> the show MLB the show, the new video game that's coming out, they were t- saying that they were going to leak where Bryce Harper or no, they were saying that there is a revealing uh, that you want to be be would be a. Uh, uh, anticipating or expecting when they uh, release the, the front cover or, or the, the, some video for the show. And it ended up being Bartolo Colon. It, it had nothing to do with Bryce, and they were making it sound like it would have revealed where Bryce was going to play, like he was going to be in a Phillies out form, uniform. And it was just a waste of time. So they're, they're trolling us. They're just playing around. And I just want this, like you said, to be over with. Yeah, because when does that when is the release of that game drop? It's like the nineteenth, right? Uh, that's a good question. I know it's soon. I'm not sure exactly what day. I know it's very soon. And Harper Harper's supposed to be the cover athlete, and so far, in the uh, in the promos, they have him just like in a white t shirt. Yeah. So, yeah. and I don't know what happened with the Bartolo Colon thing. I know it's supposed to be some sort of. Uh, teaser drop, and I saw Bartolo, a picture, a still of Bartolo Colon in the Mets uniform, but I don't know. Let's get this moving, man. Let's get this moving so we can see where we're going with all of this. Yeah. That brings us to the most beloved most beloved portion of our show. Yes. And I wanted to do something special this this time, this episode with the Grub Report. Let's do it. Super Bowl, the Super Bowl is nigh. Tis upon us. So uh, we were going to talk about some essential foods at Super Bowl parties. So these are things like, you know, these make a Super Bowl party. I don't I don't want to see a Super Bowl party without these items. So I have a couple, and maybe Jordan has a couple, but I'll let Jordan kick it off as usual. I appreciate that, brother. What can't you go without at a Super Bowl party, Jordan? Well, me personally, and this may not be a a item or a a food that is normally at a lot of parties, or at least not the way that I like it, but uh, loaded nachos. I I personally loved when I used to have loaded nachos. I remember it was a uh, Super Bowl party that I had at my auntie's house a very long time ago, back when I think 2006 was when the Bears were last in the Super Bowl. And that year she had a little bit of everything but one thing i do remember was the loaded nachos and man i went back to that well like four or five times dude i I just had a bottomless stomach that day but uh can't do without my loaded nachos that sounds divine that sounds divine yep oh yeah it was delish it may very well be the best. Mm. I love pizza, Jordan. I okay. love pizza. I need. I don't one hundred percent need pizza there. I've had great uh, Super Bowl parties where there was no pizza, but I love a good pizza at a Super Bowl party. 
But more than anything, even more than pizza, what I need at a Super Bowl party is some sort of wings, preferably hot wings, because the older I get, the more I like spicy food. So yeah, preferably hot wings. I cannot do without some hot wings, man. If you want to make regular chicken wings or whatever and then season them well, that's fine. But I need hot wings at my Super Bowl party. Spicy, delicious, warm, sizzling, <laughs> crunchy. That's what I need. That's what I need. I'm with you. I, 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 pizza, just number one. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's definitely one of my faves. Uh, hot wings, definitely one of my faves. Uh, one thing that I do not necessarily see a lot of that I wish was more of a Super Bowl norm is uh kool-aid you know you ever now you have a punch bowl or whatever but i i I need somebody to kind of get into the kool-aid realm and 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 kind of experiment with that like have a have a have a a a couple of bowls of uh kool-aid ready for the uh for quenching the thirst you can take care of that Four four dollars. Get you four packs and bring in ask for a bowl. <laughs> this is true, my friend. This is true. Maybe I will be uh, venturing into that very soon. Hey, y'all got a plastic bowl? Because I got these Kool-Aid packs burning a hole in my pocket. Right. <laughs> Another thing is, is, and this isn't a necessity, but something I've had that's real good that I'd enjoy is a good dip. And one dip that uh, I was introduced to at a Super Bowl party, and I've decided to make myself a few times that is wonderful, is a buffalo chicken dip. You ever had that? Yes, I have, dude. Yes, 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 and yes. It's unbelievable, man. You can Mm -hmm. uh, go ahead and crock pot that bad boy and bring it with you to a Super Bowl party, and it'll, it'll set it off, man. All you need is some chips. I've seen people make sandwiches of it, but just get some chips. And because, like I said, I like spicy. So nice, spicy buffalo chicken dip is great. Yeah, I I had that over a friend's house. Uh, Actually, a couple of times, the wife of uh, one of my guys does an excellent job, a superb job of making her own version of buffalo uh, chicken dip and uh it is it is extremely good. So I'm I'm right there with you. That that needs to be on the list of normal Super Bowl foods as well. Uh let's see. What else? What else do we have? Now you mentioned hot wings. Now it's interesting. Uh I, I'm with you on the hot wings. One thing that I do want, I don't want hamburgers, but for some reason, I'm I'm kind of wanting to see more sliders. Like mini burgers, mm-hmm. like I, I, I think mm-hmm. I want to see more mini burgers at Super Bowl uh, parties. You know, maybe some different types of cheeses with the mini burgers, jalapeno or pepper jack uh, 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 cheese or, or Gouda cheese, something that that kind of kicks off a different type of flavor in your mouth. But let's let's get more 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 burger sliders in, in into these Super Bowl uh, uh, parties. Oh, definitely, most definitely, um, sliders kind of become the big thing in the last five, six, seven years. 
And I certainly love, I I was at a party once where there were some sliders, really good, solid, solid option for a party, man. And of course, some good drinks, whether you prefer uh, beer or liquor of some sort or soda pop, pop, whatever you want to call it, or in Jordan's case, Kool-Aid. Yes. You got some nice drinks to wash it all down with, uh, some good chips that to have to to kind of appetize the whole thing. And it's got to be something good enough where you can stretch it out over the courts of the Super Bowl. We're talking about you're going to spend the next four hours watching football or if you're there for the halftime show, if you're there for the commercials, whatever the case, you spend the next four hours with a group of friends, man. Get some quality materials in there. I even had somebody... um. Was it last year or two years ago? Barbecue for the Super Bowl. I think it was a it was a pretty decent day in a February. And they yeah. barbecue and we had barbecue in the Super Bowl. So that was a different little twist. But you know, if you're having a Super Bowl party, treat your guests who should ask at least if they need to bring something. But treat your guests to you know some nice dishes. Uh, if you're having me and or Jordan, now you know what to have. Pizza, absolutely. Buffalo chicken dip, some sliders, some Kool Aid. <laughs> yeah, spice it up a little bit. Especially if you're watching the Patriots and Rams, you know you might need to get distracted by some good food. Yeah, yeah. Or you could be so hypnotized by watching greatness that you just keep eating. Oh. God, you, you just got to continue to just drill it in with me with that. All right. Just, just, uh, just, just please win Rams. That's all I'm going to say. But, uh, yeah, I got, I got a spot that, uh, I have some additional food that I, I, I got recently as well, man. And I was pleasantly surprised. Go for it. Dude. I don't normally go to this place. My wife screams and hollers about it. One of the best places for her for wings is Buffalo Wild Wings. Another place that she loves going to is Wingstop. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Wingstop, but I will say they are starting to kind of broaden out their 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 flavors. They started out with like a few... Just a handful of flavors, you know, for the wings. Garlic parmesan is great. Oh, oh, best believe, yes, the garlic parmesan is great. It is great. I, I love the the crunch. Actually, that is one of the flavors that I got yesterday. So I, I ordered through Uber Eats because, as everybody in the world knows, Chicago was in a polar vortex. Chicago was Antarctica for the last two days. So. I ordered my food for dinner and I got garlic parmesan wings. But then I scrolled down and I'm like, huh, I've never seen this flavor before. They now have Asian spicy Q, which is a spicy barbecue. So whatever mix they put into that 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 flavor, that sauce, continue to do it. Continue to do that wing stop. Let's 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 let's. Let's let's get the ball rolling because that was some delicious, some delicious food. The, the the Asian spicy Q wings. I I, uh, I definitely recommend that. And I, then I also got uh, the uh, 
somebody put me on, what are they called? Oh, Voodoo Fries from Wingstop. The Voodoo yes. Fries from Wingstop. They are very good. I don't usually like eating Wingstop's fries. They're not that good to me. But the Voodoo Fries... The have you ever no, had the Cajun? The Cajun. See, I don't get the Cajun. That's, Maybe that's where. I, that's why you don't like the fries. Get the uh, Cajun. Thing. It's the whole cut uh, potatoes, but they're a little sweet because they're they're fresh cut and thick. Get the yeah. Cajun. They're good, but the Voodoo Heat with the with the ranch and the hot sauce and all of that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah it, it it changed my life. I think I'm I'm gonna give Wingstop a little bit more credit now. They they weren't really high on my list, but they they kind of they kind of moved up a few rankings uh, since since yesterday. Yeah, Voodoo Fries and the Asian Spicy Q Wings. Check that out, people. You know, especially when it's nice and cold outside, and you don't really want to go out. Go through your your Uber Eats app or your your Grubhub app or your DoorDash app, and and make sure you pick up some good Wingstop. You won't be disappointed. Are you are you giving unsolicited advertisement? You know what? They might have to hire me. Oh, mercy. <laughs> mercy. <laughs> no, but I Wingstop is solid. Which one do you go to? Well, it's the only one around here. It's right there on Torrance. It's inside a little uh strip mall area right in front of Walmart. So I want to say 175th in Torrance. There's also one near Sherville down Indianapolis that's really good. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah. So that's our spot. Me and Jordan agree on that. We gave you some Super Bowl grub tips. For uh, when you have parties, Jordan and I apparently are going to have parties at our home. We're going to other people's houses. So now you know what to make us. That's right. Get that. Anthony, get that Davis, has, Anthony Davis has requested a trade. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans are saying, <laughs> so what? But in their pettiness, they've removed him from everything Pelicans, which is uh, pretty funny. <laughs> Holiday is the new uh, focal point of the team. (laughs) Exactly. Drew Holiday's (laughs) like, what? What? Photo shoot. Um, And come on, Manny, Bryce, I'm getting to the point. I don't even care where you go. Just get this over. (laughs) That's bad. That's bad because I know you want him on the socks, but it's like, yeah, just, just get it over with. Yeah, I want him on the socks, most deaf. It's just like, come on now. Let's get this over. So we can know, so socks can know what to do, man. Yeah. Yeah. Get old Eloy up. He is now the second rated prospect in baseball. So let's go. There it is. Congratulations. It's been a good show. Yes, yes. A great ride. Whoever you're rooting for in the Super Bowl, I hope you enjoy it. It should be a good game. You get to see uh, the greatness of a coach and quarterback tandem against uh, the young up-and-coming genius uh, McVay and and his quarterback disciple, 
Jared Goff and that dynamic team that the Rams have. I think it could go in either direction. It could be a defensive battle and it could be a, a scoreboard lighter. So just enjoy it. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy the, the food at whatever function you're going to be at. Or if you're going to stay home and just take it in on your own, you know, get yourself some hot wings. From Wingstop, apparently. That's what we're That's recommending. Right. Oh, oh, and, and, oh, and Chris, just real quick, I just want to report now that I am officially 100% back. Uh, my, my fingers have completely thawed, so we're all good. Oh, yeah. See what Stay House Podcast does for you? Now, any listeners out there, you'll probably thaw <laughs> as you listen to us as well. It's the power of the legendary Stay House. It's, it's just, there's no way to escape it. That's right. And I got a taste for wings now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well, it's been another great episode. We're closing <laughs> in on one year of stay us. One right. year of stay us. So far, stay with us as we keep pushing on. I'm Chris. I've been here with Jordan. Y'all take it easy. Stay warm. All right, y'all.